Are you interested in case management? Let's talk all about this awesome nursing specialty and case management week with Deanna Gillingham of the Case Management Institute right here on the special bonus episode of the Nurse Keith Show. Hey there, this is Nurse Keith. Yes, this is a bonus episode and this podcast continues to be all about you, your personal and professional development, your career and the healthcare system writ large. And I'm here to share education, ideas and informative interviews like today's with some of the most inspiring people out there. And here's a very special request. If you find value in the show, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com. You can check it out at patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith, creating all of these hundreds of episodes, over 360 now, I think, incurs a lot of costs. And if 100 regular listeners gave $2 a month for a year, that would go a long way to helping me to cover some of the costs that I incur along the way. And if you want to pledge more, you can always get awesome stuff and premiums in return as my gift to you. But $2 a month would be awesome. So head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith to sign up. The show notes for this episode, this special bonus episode will be at nursekeith.com forward slash case management 2021. So Deanna Gillingham, you are back for your second time. You were here for case management week two years ago in 2019. And it's always, I'm always happy to see you, my friend. So let's just start with a simple question. Tell us about case management because so many nurses are interested in it right now. Yes. um, I think one of the things the pandemic has done has made nurses want to look at um, all the alternatives that are out there for them. And um, I think that they really have a great opportunity right now to move into something a little bit different than bedside. Case management, I feel, is one of those, um, of course, because I did it and I loved it. If I didn't, I wouldn't continue doing it. I think it's one of the best secrets out there for nurses, especially the experienced nurses. Just to talk a little bit about what case management actually is, it really, it can, it can morph into different things depending on where you're practicing, just like nursing can morph into different things, whether you're working at a doctor's office or you're working in the hospital or you're a school nurse or a home health nurse, case management kind of does the same thing. So for a nurse that works in acute care case management, she's really doing things like um, helping to move the patient along throughout the hospital stay, making sure things are done, tests are read, and they're getting, you know, everything that they need in a timely manner instead of, you know, sometimes the doctor's off the weekend and something doesn't get done. They're kind of pushing the doctor and prodding them. Um, They also work with the insurance companies to make sure things are actually covered. Um, The length of stay will be covered. And then another really important job is discharge planning, making sure that the patient has what they need when they go home, whether that's home health, Um, anything else that they may need, any other supportive services. Now, in a managed care setting, it's a little bit different. Um, I worked in a managed care setting, and I really loved that because I got to see the patient from the beginning all the way through to the end. So instead of just discharging them and wondering what happened, I got to check in and make sure that they got their follow-up appointments and they got their medications filled. And if they didn't, if there were any problems, maybe it was a transportation issue or a financial issue that they couldn't afford it, I got to help them to get through those bumps in the road, you might call it, to make sure that they had the resources that they needed to 
live a healthy lifestyle and to recover fully. And then another popular place that case managers work is workers' compensation. There, their job is to get the injured worker back to work as quickly as possible so that they can go back to um, their normal, healthy life. That makes a lot of sense. And so there's insurance case management, there's acute care. And I was a, um, a home health case manager, which is a little different because you're actually you know, doing a lot of clinical work on top of case managing patients. So it's slightly different, right? But th- why would a nurse at this juncture in their, at any juncture in their career, choose case management? What might they be looking for and why would case management, you know, float their boat, so to speak? Right. So I think for a lot of nurses, that they look up the career ladder and it's like they see management and they don't really want to be a manager. They still want to impact the actual patient. They don't want to manage other employees. Um, Or they see maybe going back to school and getting a master's degree and moving into education, but that's not for everybody. Um, For a lot of nurses, they want to do something different than the bedside, but they still want to make sure that they're impacting the patient. And what you said about, you know, the, the type of home health that you did, I did that also, and it's it's an excellent way to kind of mix the both of getting the hands-on care, but yet having some of the administrative work, but not all administrative work. So you kind of, it's like the best of both worlds. And I loved that. But for nurses that, you know, they still want to impact the patient and they want to develop a relationship with the patient and make an impact. I think case management is a really, really something that they should at least look into. Cause I think it, I loved it. I know you did it for a while, so you must've liked it at least a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about, um, what about remote case management? Because there's a lot of remote nursing jobs right now. And I do see remote stuff out there for case management. Is it the same thing that you've experienced or do you feel like is the remote movement in terms of nurses working from home, for instance, is that changing things any? Um, It really is. Um, Nurses right now have the upper hand as far as in hospital settings. You know, I'm getting emails, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners are too, every day about bonuses and sign-on bonuses and come work for us here. Um, It's a little bit different for remote because remote, everything is turned the opposite way where there are more nurses that want remote jobs than there are jobs for remote workers. But case management, utilization management, telephone triage, those are all great places to work remotely. One of the great things about remote case management is it actually pays better than some of the other remote positions that are out there. And not to say that this this is across the board, but because case managers tend to be more experienced, um, to do a good job in case management, you kind of have to have been there for a while and and know what to anticipate and be ready to um, intervene. And so it's usually for nurses that have a little bit more experience. And because of that, a lot of times they get paid better than doing something that um, some of the other nursing jobs that are out there that are remote, like um, like remote patient monitoring and, and things like that, that don't require quite the same skill set. Mm-hmm. And speaking of skill sets, What about certification? What can you tell us about that process? And do you have to be certified to get a case management job? Or is that sometimes something that will happen later? 
I love this question. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love this question because um, I get so many people that ask it. So I'm so glad that you did. So I can, you know, kind of talk about it here. So a lot of people say that they, they see the job postings and they want somebody who is certified in case management. So they want to get certified so that they can get the job. Makes sense, right? The problem is to sit for the certification, you have to have experience. So Mm -hmm. when you fill out the application to even be eligible to take the exam to get certified, you have to have had, depending on the type of certification you want, usually at least a minimum, sometimes two years minimum of work experience in case management before you can get certified. That is where I think home health comes in really well because a lot of people don't realize that the title that you have when you're a home health nurse or a home hospice nurse is often case manager. That's right. Because you are managing them. Yeah. You're doing more than just going out and changing their dressing. You're you're doing a lot more than that. That's true. So it's a wonderful entryway into the profession of case management with, if you have done home health for one to two years, depending on the circumstances and, and the type of certification you want, you would actually be eligible to sit for the um, the CCM certification exam, which is the gold standard. Awesome. Now, do a lot of case management jobs say they require certification? So a lot of them are moving towards certification. And one of the reasons for that is accreditation. So just like our hospitals get accredited, our case management organizations and our managed care organizations get accredited. So the more people that they have that are certified, the better they are when accreditation time comes along. So many times they would prefer somebody who's already certified, but a lot of time, like when I started, I had four years to get my certification from the time of hire. So every organization will have their own policies and procedures around that. But a lot of them are moving towards that just because of accreditation, magnet status, all of that. I see. So nurses might come across that more as time goes on, but it's you still need experience to get certified. So it can feel a little bit like a catch-22 that I need case management experience to get certified, but they want me to have certification in order to get the experience. Absolutely. (laughs) So some people might find themselves in a spot like that. Absolutely. Um, We get that Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, We have a Facebook group with like 18,000 case managers and people who want to become case managers. And that's one of the biggest things is how do I get my foot in the door for the people that are not yet case managers? The majority of the people in the group are already case managers, but for those that enter looking to find out how to get into the profession. That's always their question. It's a catch 22. Everybody wants experience or certification, but you can't get the experience or certification until somebody gives you a chance. I see. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So if someone is trying to decide if it would be a good fit for them, of course they could do an informational interview with somebody who is a case manager or, you know, there's plenty of things they could do to figure it out. But what are some of the traits and qualities and skills that make someone a good fit for this particular specialty? That's a great question because it's not for everybody. And I think sometimes because I loved it so much, I paint a rosy picture and say, hey, it's for everybody, but it's really not. Um, There are some things that you need that are intrinsic. And then there are some other things that you need that you can develop. So one of the most important I feel is um, 
that sense of advocacy and just wanting to help somebody else, because that's so much of what we do. And, and, and Keith, I'm sure you did this when you were in home care, you walk into a situation and you know, you're supposed to take a blood pressure, draw some labs and change a dressing, but you find out there's so much more going on with that individual. And if you don't have that deep desire to want to help somebody, you're just going to close your eyes to it. And you're going to just do your tasks on your list and you're going to walk away. Mm-hmm. But to be successful in case management, you have to change the outcomes. You know, we keep our jobs by improving outcomes and to improve the outcomes, you have to kind of have that intrinsic desire to really want to help somebody that includes advocating for them. That includes listening to them, having good communication skills so that you can read between the lines and figure out what's really going on. Um, you need to be flexible because you might've thought you were going to be with that patient for 15 minutes. And now you need to spend an hour with them because there's all kinds of issues that are going on and you need to be able to problem solve. Problem solve is a big, is a really big one. If, if you like working in an environment and there's nothing wrong with this, I think it's just important for us all to know what environments we like. But if you like working, maybe like in a surgery center where everybody comes in at a certain time, they all get their IVs, they all get started. They all go into, you know, they, they, there's a routine and you love that routine then you may not like something like case management where there's always something coming up and you have to really problem solve and it's a puzzle. It's a jigsaw puzzle, figure out like, okay, how can we help them? Yeah. Yeah. You got to kind of spitball, you know, (laughs) as you move along. Yeah. It's so true. When I, my biggest case management job that I did in my career was working with people with um, HIV, AIDS, hep C, a lot of psychosocial issues, socioeconomic issues, uh, mental health, addiction, all those sorts of things all wrapped into one. And I case managed sometimes 30, 40, 50 people. And I would sometimes accompany them to appointments. I would go to their homes. I'd meet their families. I'd meet their pets. Um, I'd sit in on appointments at the clinic where I actually was working out of through a nonprofit um, organization. So it was very intensive. And I found even as a regular home health nurse too, you know, I'd go to their house and, you know, they were crying because they were needing, they just found out they were going to have to euthanize their dog. Right. So we needed to sit and process that, or I needed to help them problem solve, you know, where they're going to take the dog or, you know, maybe my patient was elderly and disabled and they needed the light bulbs changed on the ceiling of their kitchen and I would get out a ladder and I'd change the light bulbs or, you know, whatever it happened to be. Um, so yeah, you have to be willing to do more and you have to be willing to dig deeper and see the breadth of your scope as much wider, but then that can actually get you tripped up because you have to watch your boundaries too. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a slippery slope sometimes and you have to, you have to assess what's really therapeutic, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Light bulbs, therapeutic, because you don't want the elderly patient to fall in the dark, right? Absolutely. And <laughs> yeah, a lot of case managers do have, um, and I, I don't want to say a lot, some case managers, because they want to help so much, can have um, issues with boundaries. But it's one of those things that um, you learn and you learn from experience and you use your case management leaders and other people to help you to develop from the beginning. So that because we are, if, if you're good at it and you love your job, you are naturally a person who wants to help other people. 
And, you know, having that, sometimes we have to know what is our job to help and what is not our job. And, and it actually goes into one of the really important things we teach about in case management is we do, we are trying to help them to help themselves. So we don't want to make them dependent on us. And as nurses, we're so used to fixing problems for our patient. Like, I'm going to help you to the bathroom. I'm going to feed you if you can't feed yourself. I'm going to do all these things for you. And in case management, we have to teach you how to take care of yourself and how to problem solve yourself. And sometimes in a crisis situation, we do have to do things for our clients. But as we want to get them better and empower them so that they can take care of themselves, which is one of the other things I love about it. I feel like it's a a mixture of social work and nursing, and it's this beautiful blend Mm -hmm. where they come together. It is. It is. Yeah. My work felt a lot like social work, but I also had to assess them and draw blood and do all this other stuff too. So yeah, it it can be pretty fascinating and you just, you have to be a person who can watch your boundaries. And that's one of the ways in which I burned out and I had to really learn the hard way, but it was a good lesson, right? Yes. And I have to, I will be 100% transparent and admit that when I worked in home health and in home hospice, I also burned out very quickly for the same reason. Mm-hmm. So telephonic was very good for me because it gave me that space of not being in the environment and gave yeah. me the ability to step back just a little bit, just enough that I could still care and help them, but not be right there in front of them, seeing the need and not being able to maybe help. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good point. Excellent point. So when we come back from the break, what I'd like to do is talk about your history, your career, and the Case Management Institute, of which you are the, are you the CEO? Technically, yes. I'm the boss lady. I'm the CEO, co-founder and CEO. You're the boss lady, yeah. (laughs) And we're also going to talk about Case Management Week coming up in October. And we will be right back with the second half of this special bonus episode of The Nurse Keith Show. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other awesome listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support The Nurse Keith Show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Nurse Keith. And if you know someone who could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit, so you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. And remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits. What an incredible deal. And please head over to nursekeith.com and sign up for my newsletter, which comes out regularly and brings you supportive messages, updates from my blog and my podcast, resources, and all sorts of other stuff. Remember, nursekeith.com, sign up for that newsletter, and you'll also get a free download from me as my gift to you. Anyway, those are my sincere asks today. So now let's dig back into today's topic without further ado. So welcome back to the second half of this special bonus episode of the Nurse Keith Show. Remember, the show notes will be at nursekeith.com forward slash 
Case Management 2021. We're here with my friend and friend of the pod, Deanna Gillingham of the Case Management Institute. And Deanna, we were talking all about case management and why someone would choose it and some of the pitfalls, some of the wonderful things about it and certification, all that stuff. So let's talk about you for a second. So you are a registered nurse, a certified case manager, an author, and of course, a nurse entrepreneur because you run the Case Management Institute with your husband, Abby, right? Correct. Yeah. And you've worked in the clinical space, like you said, and also case management and home health. So you've done that as well. So tell us about the Case Management Institute. What's what's it all about? So everything started, um, the entrepreneurial journey, if you want to call it that, started with a book. Um, I had to get certified. As I mentioned earlier, I had four years to get certified. I was looking for a resource and I couldn't find what I was looking for. I knew exactly what I was looking for. And it didn't exist. And at the same time, I was listening to a podcast and the gentleman on the podcast says, if you can't find something that you're looking for, maybe that's because you're supposed to create it. And I was like, wow, that's not what I want to do. And so I put it off for about three months. And then I realized, you know what? I think I am supposed to create this. And so I made a book and the book did very well. Um, it, it It was very helpful to very to a large number of case managers. So it wasn't just me that I was able to help. I was able to help all these people who were so stressed about taking this exam and made it easy for them. Well, as easy as you can make it. (laughs) And so we had this book and everything was great, but then people were reaching out to me. They wanted a course. They wanted somebody to teach them. They wanted more than that. So I had a colleague that I had been working, that I had met since writing the book named Anne Llewellyn, who is a mutual friend of both yours and I's. And um, she was like, hey, I do this course and I think it would be great to do it with you. So I didn't want to do a course. She did. We, I did the back end. Um, my partner, Avi and I, we did all the back end and the technical stuff and all the business related stuff. And she had the course. And then we realized, okay, this is really something that instead of making it just a book, we could make it a business because we saw additional needs. One of the additional needs where people kept reaching out to me and saying, I want to get into case management, but I don't know how. And again, there was no one concise resource that I could send them that could say, here's how you can learn about case management. And so I started creating things. I started creating um, webinars. I started creating um, just different informational pieces. And eventually I created a course, a course that would take a nurse use her skills, knowledge, talent that she had, build on those and show her how to transform those into what is needed for case management. And um, that also turned into a book. (laughs) So here we are. Now we have a business. Um, Our whole goal is to just make case managers' lives easier. And, Mm -hmm. you know, nursing is stressful. Case management is stressful. And at the end of the day, if we can make your job a little easier by giving you a resource and one concise place that you can pick up and turn to a page and say, oh, that's where I can find out about that if they meet Medicare guidelines. That's where I can find out about the level of care that they need to be in. Then that's what we want to do. We want to make it easier for you. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, So it's casemanagementinstitute.com. You have three courses in the foundation series courses, and that's to help people learn all the basics, right? Right. 
Yeah. And you also mentioned you have a Facebook group with 18,000 members? Yes. We have, we're up to yeah. 18,000 members now. Some want to be case managers. Some are, right? Yeah. So they're, they run through the gamut of the, along the continuum of case managers. Correct. I'd say, yeah. I'd say 95% of them are already case managers okay. and probably about 5% are, um, they would like to get into case management or at least learn more about it. Mm-hmm. All right. And the Institute, does it have events of any kind? We have a webinar, which I think your, your listeners may be interested in. It's, um, we have a, mm-hmm. it's actually one continuing education for nurses, one CEU, okay. um, where they can just learn about case management. So it's a one-hour webinar on demand whenever you want that'll teach you a little bit more about case management. It'll also um, have, we have three different people that um, did, we did l- last year for case management week, we did an essay contest and we had hmm. some wonderful submissions on what is case management. So you don't just get to hear about me and what I think case management is, but you get to hear from some other wonderful people and their submissions of what case management is, um, more about what you need and to help you really decide, is this something that you would like to do? And it's actually about case management and utilization management, which some people confuse, but there is a difference between the two. So we help you decide um, to differentiate between the two and decide if one of them is right for you because they are totally different skill sets. What's the difference? So case management involves the whole person, mm-hmm. the whole client. I, I don't like the word case for case management. I think of it more as like client um, support. I don't know. I don't know. Nurse navigator. There's other words that are out there that I like better, mm-hmm. but um, utilization management is just the utilization of the resources, making sure that the right patient gets the right care at the right time in the right setting. And you're not involved with a patient. So for somebody who is just burned out with patient care, maybe they don't, they're not a people person. Um, They are more paper. They like, they're analytical. They like to just see the facts. This is what the clinical says. This is what the requirements are. And then they can use their nursing judgment to say, does this patient meet the criteria? Do they not? So it's more cut and dry analytical where I think of case management is more compassionate. Yeah, case management's a little more, touchy-feely and involves more soft skills, right? Whereas utilization management is more of the harder analytical data-driven skills. Absolutely, yes. That makes sense. Okay. Um, So in terms of the courses and everything you have going on, and then at the casemanagementinstitute.com, people can use a discount code to get 10% off of anything they purchase from the website, which is Keith, all lowercase letters, 10. So Keith, 10. And that discount applies not just during case management week, but anytime, right? Absolutely. Great. So we'll make sure that's in the show notes. And now people know they can use that code, Keith, 10, to get 10% off anything. So you mentioned your first book. It was CCM Certification Made Easy, Your Guide to Passing the Certified Case Manager Exam and Foundations of Case Management. But you have a new book coming out, right? Oh, that's the second book. Sorry about that. Okay. So that's the second book. Okay. And so that is coming out when? So we're hoping shortly after Case Management Week, it will be out and ready um, for publication. Okay. Well, cool. All right. Will it be out for Case Management Week? 
Um, that's our goal. I will tell you that's kind of a stretch goal <laughs> to get it yeah, out and ready for that. But we, um, we're hoping to at least have it available for pre-order at that time. And, you know, we started off with the course and the reason for a course for foundations of case management was that um, you had an instructor who loved case management, had a lot of experience. In fact, one of our instructors is actually the person who taught me case management. So um, I think that goes a long way. And we, there's questions to ask. You have kind of a little bit more handholding mm-hmm. and, but yet it's, um, you can put it on a resume. You, know, you can put on a resume that I completed this course, you know, at the case management Institute. And so we felt that was a need, but then we also noticed that for a lot of people, it was a barrier to entry because the commitment of, you know, this significant financial commitment of a course versus a book. Um, and they weren't sure yet if they wanted to go into case management. So I was like, well, and also the book is nice because you can refer back to it. So when you get your first case management job and you're like, I know I read in that book about, you know, motivational interviewing or, Mm -hmm. you know, behavioral change theory or Medicare guidelines or Mm -hmm. whatever insurance guidelines, they can use it as a resource and kind of go back to it. So that's where the book kind of came along. Um, We had such good response from the people who completed the course and they really wanted something that they could kind of refer back to when they were on the job and without having to go back and look at mm-hmm. the course again. So that made it easy, an easy decision for us to, okay, let's go ahead and put this in a book. And this way we can help even more people to learn about case management. That's really great. Okay. And can they buy the book from your website? They will be able to buy the books from their website as soon as it's published. Yes. All right. Awesome. And Case Management Week is this year, 2021. It's October 10th through 16th. Correct. Yeah. And what happens during that week? Are there webinars or events or when it's not a pandemic, are there conferences happening around the world or country? Yeah. So um, most of the industry conferences happen in the summer, but there Mm -hmm. is a conference that is happening this week from the Case Management um, the certifying body of CCMC, the Commission for Case Management Certification, they have they now moved their conference to Case Management Week, and it's completely online. So mm-hmm. for somebody who might want to learn a little bit more about it, that might be a way that they would want to learn more about case management is to attend a conference like that. Um, I always say the more people that you can meet and the more connections you can make, the better chance of getting your foot in the door. And mm-hmm. it's a great way to meet people. And it's also a great way to learn the lingo. And, you mm-hmm. know, I think, you know, nursing has its own lingo and case management has its own lingo. And yeah, every specialty has its own lingo. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you can interview or put on your resume and you kind of understand the, the lingo, I think it goes a long way of having somebody feel like you get it versus maybe somebody who, when they interview, they don't understand. You know, I always use the example that when I worked as a bedside nurse and I sent, I discharged a patient to home as a case manager, I transitioned them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's, it's just these little words that we use, these little phrases that we use. It was a transition of care from one setting to another as a case manager where I discharged them home. As a, as a bedside nurse. So little things like that, right. that we, that when you can use those words and speak in that language, when you're interviewing for a position, I think it makes, um, it makes you appear as you have more experience and more knowledge. Yeah. And you've mentioned two really important things that are part of my coaching practice and also what I just tell people 
everywhere and anywhere all the time <laughs> ad nauseum. One is networking, that meeting people can get you in the door. It can get you introductions, warm introductions to other people, to sometimes influencers and important people who you really need to meet in order to break into something. And you never know what networking will bring you, whether it's online or otherwise, right? Absolutely. I mean, you and I met at the National Nurses and Business Association Conference and we we networked together and became friends. And you know, we'll talk about that in a second. And you also spoke about just now networking. And then you talked about, you know, understanding the lingo, the nomenclature. And that's important in an interview, but I'll also say, or and I'll also say it's important in a cover letter and it's important in your networking emails and any conversations you have with anyone. And it's important in your resume because for larger or even medium-sized organizations, if you submit a resume for a case management job or any job, it might get run through what's called an applicant tracking system, an ATS. And it's a bot that reads your resume, sort of reads it, it scans it, and it's looking for keywords. And the more keywords from the case management nomenclature you have in there, the more that bot might pick up on your resume and be like, oh, let me pass this on to a real human being who can read this resume for reals. So that's also part of understanding the nomenclature. You can talk the talk, but you also have to be able to write it down because there are lots of different ways in which what you write on your resume, your cover letter, your emails, everything can come back and help you or not help you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? I 100% yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Now let's talk about something fun. When you and I met at the NNBA conference four or five years ago, something like that in Vegas, uh, you and I were chatting and I asked you where you lived. And you said, oh, I live south of Cancun in Mexico. And I said, oh, cool. A bunch of friends of mine and I and my wife are flying down to Cancun and we're renting a house about an hour and a half south of there uh, for a vacation. It was actually a house that it was this big sprawling house on a lagoon that was previously owned by the Grateful Dead. So it's a very interesting house. It was amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool place. <laughs> and you invited us all up for lunch and a bunch of us actually went to your place for lunch and a swim. And you still live in that particular, like that particular coast, don't you? Right. We live on the same bay. We just moved down a couple doors. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful bay. And I went out swimming with um, two teenage friends. We went snorkeling and saw all these incredible fish. There was an artificial reef and a, and a and regular a natural reef. Natural yeah. reef and yes. it was really beautiful. And you served us a great lunch too. It was really fun. Thank you. <laughs> My housekeeper served you a great lunch because unfortunately I don't cook very well. So. Oh, it was great. <laughs> yeah. And um, see what networking can do. Absolutely. You and I met at a conference. We liked each other. And I told, I asked where you were living and you told me, and I was like, oh, I'll be down there in a couple months. And then you had us over and we've been friends ever since. So yeah, you never know what'll happen. You know, when you meet somebody and you, you feel like, oh, wow, this is a cool person. And if you ask questions and you show curiosity and you're friendly and outgoing and, you know, just have create rapport with people, it can turn into friendship. It can turn into business opportunities it can turn into all sorts of things. So that's that's really fun. And you and I have a fun story of how we met. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm also one to um, 
kind of toot the horn for conferences and anything like that, because when you meet somebody in person, it's um, you, you get a connection, you know, the people that you kind of connect with and you click with and you have some things in common. And those are the people that, you know, they can help you get to where you need to be or you can help them get to where they need to be. And it's just a beautiful thing when we can all help each other. Yeah. And look at the ripple effect of our our um, networking. So we got to visit you, have lunch, swim in the bay. My friends met you. Um, you've been on my podcast twice now. Um you know, people who are listening to this podcast can benefit from our relationship because they can get 10% off of anything at the case management institute.com. I mean, that the ripple effect is pretty enormous. Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. It's, it's really awesome. So it's really wonderful to have you, Dana. And case management week again is October 10th through 16th, 2021. It's the second week of October, pretty much every year. And People can go to casemanagementinstitute.com. Remember Keith10, all lowercase letters. Keith10 gets you 10% off any purchase on the website. And that's a real benefit to anyone who wants to learn about case management. So Deanna, this has been really wonderful and I hope you'll send my best to Abby and I hope everything's really peachy down in Mexico right now. Awesome, thank you. We're having a great time. Yay. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nurse Keith Show, this special bonus episode. The show notes will be at nursekeith.com forward slash case management 2021. I hope you feel uplifted, empowered, and informed from this episode. And check out casemanagementinstitute.com, the discount and case management week, October 10th through 16th, 2021. And if you need holistic personalized career coaching to elevate your career, look no further than nursekeith.com. Mention Deanna Gillingham, Case Management, or the Case Management Institute. You can get 15% off your first coaching package. And again, if you would consider becoming a patron of the podcast at patreon.com forward slash nursekeith, $2 a month for a year would be so awesome. That's not even a cup of coffee for me a month, but it really helps meet the cost of producing the show. So please consider becoming a patron of the Nurse Keith Show. We're a proud member of the Health Podcast Network at healthpodcastnetwork.com. It is an enormous and growing high quality podcast network all about health, medicine, healthcare, nursing. You definitely want to check it out. The Nurse Keith Show is produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting and Mark Cappiespeason is our stalwart social media ringmaster. Thanks to Rob and Mark. They always keep the wheels turning in the correct direction. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith saying goodbye till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. And my dear friend and friend of the pod, Deanna Gillingham of Case Management Institute saying adios from beautiful Puerto Aventuras, Mexico. Puerto Aventuras, Mexico. Thank you, Deanna. Thanks to everyone for listening and we will catch you on the flip side.